Greetings, people loved by God. Well, welcome everybody to worship this day. This is the last Sunday of the church year. This is a day that we call Christ the King Sunday as we worship and we praise Jesus Christ, who is the King of Kings and who is the Lord of Lords. Uh, just a reminder for those who are listening or who are watching online, uh, the bulletin for the service can be found on our website, chapelofthecross.org, and there you click on the resources tab and you will find it there under the resources tab. You may also give your offering to the Lord and his church through the give tab there on the homepage, or you may just mail your offering into the church office. Just a few announcements before we sing, our, our, sing our, our first hymn and begin worship today. This upcoming week, we will celebrate a national day of Thanksgiving, of course, and we will gather together to give thanks and praise to God here in worship on Thanksgiving Eve at 6.30 p.m. and then also on Thanksgiving Day at 9.30 a.m. Uh, please join us as we give thanks and praise to God for all of his good gifts that he gives to us. Uh, we will also be gathering non-perishable food items that day as is our custom here at Chapel of the Cross. Uh, we will have a spot in the commons area to deposit your gifts. So when you come to worship on Thanksgiving Eve or Thanksgiving Day, uh, don't forget your donations for Helping Hands Food Pantry. Please mark on your calendar the date and the time also of our annual Congregational Voters Meeting. That's coming up. That's going to take place uh, after the late service on Sunday, December 5th. So that's around 12.15 in the afternoon or so. All members of Chapel of the Cross are invited and encouraged to come to that meeting. On Saturday the 27th of November, this upcoming Saturday starting at 9 a.m., We'll be decorating the church for Christmas. Uh, if you are able to help that day, boy, we would certainly appreciate your help. Please sign up at the Welcome Center so we have a, a good count for snacks on that day. Uh, that's uh, this upcoming Saturday, the 27th of, of November, starting around 9 a.m. And just a reminder from our life team, the life team is having a... a guess the baby picture contest this upcoming January, but we need your pictures in sooner than that. Uh, please submit your baby pictures by Monday, November 29th. And information about how to do that uh, and, and that whole little uh, uh, contest, that fun contest is in your chapel weekly. So take a look at that sometime today. God's blessings to you as we worship this Christ the King Sunday. We begin by singing together our opening hymn, O Worship the King, as that's printed for you in your bulletin. And we stand to sing it together.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us confess our sins, asking God to forgive us and cleanse us from all guilt and death. Merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you and have resisted Christ's reign in our hearts, in our minds, in our lives. Have mercy on us and forgive us, good Lord. We have often failed to do the good we know is right and have done the evil that we know is wrong. There is no excuse for our sin. Have mercy on us and forgive us, good Lord. Frequently, we have abused your gifts of grace and have not helped those in need. Have mercy on us and forgive us, good Lord. Too often, we have failed to forgive others as you have forgiven us. Have mercy on us and forgive us, good Lord. Oftentimes, we have been quick to judge others and slow to seek their forgiveness for the wrongs that we have done to them. Have mercy on us and forgive us, good Lord. Lord, you know well our sins, even the secret sins of our hearts. We are truly sorry for all our sins and seek your aid to amend our sinful lives. Have mercy on us, good Lord. According to your steadfast love, Cleanse us from our sin, relieve us from the weight of its guilt, and guide us to know and delight in doing your will. For the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, in his mercy, has given his Son to die for you, and for his sake forgives you all your sins. As a called and ordained servant of the word, I therefore forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, it is your will to restore all things to your beloved Son, whom you anointed King of all creation. Unite all the people of the earth, now divided by the power of sin, under the glorious and gentle rule of our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. The Old Testament reading is from the seventh chapter of Daniel. As I looked, thrones were set in place, and the Ancient of Days took his seat. His clothing was as white as snow. The hair of his head was white like wool. His throne was flaming with fire, and its wheels were all ablaze. A river of fire was flowing, coming out from before him. Thousands upon thousands attended him. 10,000 times 10,000 stood before him. The court was seated, and the books were opened. In my vision at night I looked, and there before me was one like a son of man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He approached the Ancient of Days and was led into his presence. He was given authority, glory, and sovereign power. All peoples, nations, and men of every language worshiped him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion that will not pass away, and his kingdom is one that will never be destroyed. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our psalm of the day is Psalm 93, and we will speak it responsibly. The Lord reigns. He is robed in majesty. The Lord is robed in majesty and is armed with strength. The world is firmly established. It cannot be moved. Your throne was established long ago. You are from all eternity. The seas have lifted up, O Lord. The seas have lifted up their voice. The seas have lifted up their pounding waves. Mightier than the thunder of the great waters, mightier than the breakers of the sea, the Lord on high is mighty. Your statutes stand firm. Holiness adorns your house for endless days, O Lord. The epistle is from the first chapter of Revelation. Grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead, and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, and has made us to be a kingdom and priests to serve his God and Father, to him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with, all, with the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And all the people, peoples of the earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks. Thank you. 
I fear my faith will fall, Christ will hold me fast. When the tempter would prevail, He will hold me fast. I could never keep my hold through life's fearful path. For my love is often cold. He must hold me fast. He will hold me fast. He will hold me fast. For my Savior loves me so.
Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 18th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Pilate then went back inside the palace, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Is that your own idea, Jesus asked? Or did others talk to you about me? Am I a Jew? Pilate replied. It was your people and your chief priests who brought you over to me. What is it you have done? Jesus said, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight to prevent my arrest by the Jews. But now my kingdom is from another place. You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, You are right in saying I am a king. In fact, for this reason I was born, and for this reason I came into the world, to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, to you O Christ. Christ. You may be seated as we sing our hymn of the word.
Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come. Amen. I want to paint a picture with you this morning, and we can do that mentally, but I also invite you, if you're so inclined, to grab a pencil in front of you and use that little box that's there in your bulletin as an opportunity to paint that picture yourself. We're going to paint together a picture of a kingdom, a kingdom. As it starts to come into your mind, perhaps it's a kingdom out of a fairy tale or a Disney movie. Maybe you have one of those real-life kingdoms in mind. Maybe you're thinking of the royal family in Britain. Or maybe you're thinking back to one of the historic kingdoms, like you might see illustrated in a history book. Fix your mind on that kingdom for just a little bit. What are some of the features? What are some of the images that come to mind? What are the highlights? What's the first thing that you are drawing? How about a castle? Yeah. Every good kingdom needs a castle, right? This is the dwelling place for the monarch, an imposing fortress that can be seen for miles around. Maybe it has a little moat or a drawbridge. A castle. A castle is a place of protection, a place of separation from the outside world. Yeah. Every good kingdom needs a castle. So what else is in that picture that you're drawing? Well, sure, subjects, right? People. There's people all over in a kingdom. Maybe there are little houses that are lining a street leading up to a marketplace. Maybe there are people serving out in the fields. Maybe there are musicians running to and fro, playing trumpets and flutes and making all sorts of other kind of noise. Maybe there's an army, guards who are keeping the, the palace and the, the castle and all of these other places safe in this kingdom. Maybe there are subjects, subjects who are even attending to every need of the king. Ah, and there we go. The king, the king himself. Every kingdom needs a king a ruler, a monarch. No doubt, as you draw this king, as he comes to your mind, he is tall and dark and handsome, of course, right? He's wealthy. He's kind, benevolent, working for the good of the people. But maybe, maybe he's arrogant or cruel, or despotic. That's not as much fun to think about. Let's not go there, right? Let's go back to this nice, kind, wise king, confident, triumphant even, a ruler of peace and prosperity, renowned by all. Now that's a nice kingdom that we've drawn. Pretty awesome castle, loyal subjects, and a kind, wise, benevolent 
king. Perhaps when you read the passages from the Bible, like the ones we read today, that talk about the kingdom of heaven, perhaps this is the vision that comes to mind, this type of kingdom. Our Old Testament reading from Daniel certainly has images of this, right? With the ancient of days, with flowing white hair. And the reading from Revelation and other readings like it have various descriptions of heaven that bring to mind things like streets of gold and no more tears and perfection. In the Gospel reading, Jesus, the King, stands before Pilate. He tells him that he is a king and that his kingdom is not of this world. And while John doesn't quite say it this way, you can see the exasperation and the confusion that is growing inside of Pilate. Pilate knows about kingdoms. He knows about authority. He himself is a man in authority. He has a palace. He has loyal subjects. And he also knows what it is to bow his knee to Caesar. So finally, Pilate boils over and asks these rhetorical questions. So you are a king. What is truth? Pilate would have been better off looking Jesus right in the eye and saying, Jesus, if you are a king, and if your kingdom is not of this world, then what in the world are you doing here? And Jesus would have been quick to answer, I'm here for you. That's what he says to Pilate, I'm here for you. For this purpose I came into the world, for you, for the Jews, for all humanity, to bear witness to the truth. The truth. The truth that there is one who was and who is and who is to come, God the Father. And with him is Jesus Christ, the faithful witness. This faithful witness did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking on the form of a servant and becoming obedient even to death, death on a cross. His kingdom is not of this world. His kingdom is not a kingdom like the kingdoms of this world. So maybe we need to start drawing our picture all over again here. This time focusing on God's kingdom. What does God's kingdom look like? How would we draw God's kingdom? Well, there's no strong castle in this kingdom. Instead, the king makes his dwelling among us. As a newborn, this king is laid in a manger. As a traveling preacher, he has no place to lay his head, no home to call his own. As a savior of the world, he makes the cross his castle. He makes the tomb his dwelling place. No protection, no safe stronghold. 
public humiliation, crucifixion, all for the truth, all for you. You, the loyal subjects. Here we are drawing our picture again. The loyal subjects of the heavenly king. And they aren't a bunch of cute villagers who are milling around the kingdom, right? Faithfully performing their duties. No. These subjects revolt. These subjects betray the king. They condemn the king to death. You and I, as sinners, are counted among these. We cry out right with the crowd, crucify him. We, in our sin, swing the hammer that hits the nails. And as our pen turns to draw the king himself, we are overcome with emotion. No royal robes for this king. No strong demeanor, no wealth or riches. We gaze upon the one who was pierced for our transgressions, whose blood was shed for the truth, the truth, the faithful witness that God loves you. The king loves you. He loves you enough to die for you, despite your rebellion, despite your betrayal. And in his death, he wins for you forgiveness. And in his resurrection, he wins for you eternal life. For you and for me. Dear Christian friends, we are the kingdom. We are the prize of the king. He makes us to be his people, despite our rebellion, through his grace and mercy. Our confirmation students over the last few weeks have been learning about the Apostles' Creed and Luther's explanation of the Creed. And Luther explains the second article of the Creed, the article talking about Jesus, in this way. This is what Luther says. He says, I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from all eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord, who has redeemed me, a lost and condemned person, purchased and won me from all sin, from death and from the power of the devil, not with gold or silver, but with his holy, precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death. And here's the kingdom part, that I may be his own and live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness, just as he is risen from the dead, lives and reigns to all eternity. And those of you who know your catechism know how Luther ends all of these explanations. He says, this is most certainly true. that I may be his own. Christ is king. You are the kingdom. You are the prize. 
that I may live under him in his kingdom. His death brings us life. His sacrifice brings us protection. His humility purchases for us eternity. He makes us righteous. He makes us innocent. He makes us blessed. Christ is king, and when he returns, he will fulfill this kingdom. Maybe this fulfillment will bring a crown of many crowns, like we're going to sing in a few minutes. Maybe this fulfillment will bring a kingdom that looks more like your first picture than like the second picture. I know one thing for sure. Christ will be at the center. God, the Father, the Alpha, and the Omega will be with us forever. So hold on to the mix of those pictures that you've drawn. Right now, in the midst of the sufferings of this world, in the midst of our sin and its consequences, in the midst of suffering and pain and even death, see that second picture, the picture of Christ, the King, crucified for you. Make his love known to others. And even still in the midst of it all, in the midst of these struggles, in the midst of all of our suffering, cling with hope to that first picture when Christ will come and fulfill all things, that picture of triumph, that picture of restoration. Let that hope bring you comfort in faith in Christ that I may be his own, Luther writes, and live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness just as he is risen from the dead, lives and reigns to all eternity. This is most certainly true. Amen. We rise and make witness of our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father. Thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life of the last. Amen. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord.
We stand for prayer. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Christ our King, we pray that you would make your presence known throughout the world. We pray for all leaders of governments that they may rule with justice and mercy. We pray for peace throughout the world, for an end to warfare, and for protection for those who serve in the armed forces. Move all people of the world to share the resources that you have provided with those who lack those resources. And move us to be generous in proclaiming your love to the world by our actions. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Christ our King, we pray that the truth of your gospel may be proclaimed freely throughout the world. Bless especially those who serve as evangelists and missionaries. Grant that your word, as it is proclaimed by your servants, may bring forth a bountiful harvest by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Christ our King, you have promised to return again in power and glory. Prepare our hearts that we may serve you in righteousness and holiness until you return. Fill us with hope and anticipation and give us opportunities to proclaim your coming. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Christ our King, we give you thanks for all of your mercy and for all the good gifts that you give to your people. Today we praise you especially with Amy Powell and her family as she celebrates her 25th birthday. Continue to bless and make your presence known to her. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Christ our King, you have promised to answer our prayers for those who have special concerns. We pray for Ebony Harris as she faces an important decision regarding her job and her future employment. Bless her with discernment, wisdom, and peace that you are leading and guiding her. Hear us as we pray also for all those who are ill and in need of your healing. We especially remember this day Sherry Briley, Linda Edgington as she recovers from surgery, and Fred Schrader as he is now under hospice care. Lord, remember also those who are homebound, the lonely, and the troubled, that they may know the peace of your presence. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Christ our King, give your great comfort and peace to the family and loved ones of Frank LaCroix, whom you called home to glory this past week. Make your presence and your strength known to them, even as they mourn. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us ever to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. We remain standing as we sing our closing hymn together, Crown Him with Many Crowns. <laughs>